What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jets Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and along with me today, as always, is my pal, Connor Sheeran. How we doing, my man? Jesse, I'm angry, I'm depressed, I'm sad. So, you know, another another glorious week in Jets world, you know, <laughs> par for the course at this point. And, you know. I think that I've asked you that question around a dozen, two dozen times. How we doing? And we've gotten some variation of that response like every single time because mm-hmm. just there's nothing else to say. I mean, this is just, there's a saying same old jets this is even beyond same old jets at this point this is hard to describe what these yeah it really is hard to describe um what we're talking about i mean the jets got embarrassed by the buffalo bills on sunday uh why else would you be here other than to wallow in the misery of jets fandom with us and to be frank sam darnold played like shit that he did he played like absolute garbage. Um, this isn't, I mean, we love Sam Darnold here on the jet stream. He's, he's our boy. He's our guy. But, you know, we're going to call a spade a spade. He was awful. Per usual, Adam Gase was awful. The defense, Sands Jamal Adams was awful. The offense, other than Sam Darnold, was awful. Like everybody, else, everybody around Sam Darnold was also awful. Um, except for Jamison Crowder. There were three bright spots. For the Jets, maybe four. If I if I, I might be I might forget the fourth, but the the three bright spots for sure were Jamison Crowder, Marcus May, Mackay Becton, and the fourth. Braden Man. Nah, Braden Man. The fourth. <laughs> yeah, uh, got his reps in. <laughs> yeah, there's no fourth. I mean, if I can think of the fourth, I thought there was a fourth. I I can't even think of. And I would say Jay, I would say Jamison Crowder isn't even like bright. He's like close to bright because the early parts of the game he was like you know. Bless Austin was the other bright. Bless yeah, I would say bless Austin. Bless played very well. He was doing he was doing what he could against uh, you know, against John Brown. You know, obviously you know. Pierre Desir obviously didn't pan out to play uh, that well against Stephon Diggs and John Brown. Pierre Desir is awful. What happened? I, I don't know. What do you mean, what happened? He's just uh, not a good football player. But like, everyone people was are like, him up. I was all pumped about it. See who was, was hi- going to happen? Wait, who was hyping him up? Everyone. I mean, I didn't look at his tapes, but like, I all I heard was like that he was such he was such a good he was a great signing for the Jets at his price. Yeah. It wasn't Tremaine Johnson that they were going out and throwing 70 mil at the guy. and the guy oh, at his price. Up okay, at his price. You know? Yeah. You know, at his price, he still is garbage. He's still, he's still <laughs> as really – As he, we learned on Sunday. He's still really bad. I mean, I had no expectations for this guy. I thought he was going to be garbage. Like, when, when the Jets, the Mets, the Knicks, any of the teams I root for sign somebody away from another team that was cut or released or they just didn't want to re-sign him and it had nothing to do with money – I'm incredibly spectacle, spectacle, skeptical, because for for good reason. Because why has this team earned the benefit of the doubt for any signings that they make, any draft picks that they make, ever, ever? Now Joe Douglas has the benefit of the doubt for me, but Joe Douglas has picked three players on this team. Four, I don't know. How many draft? They had six draft picks. Uh, that that's not the point. Yeah, you know, Mackay. You know, you know what? Out of the ones he, out of the ones he picked, two of them have played so far. 
Yeah. The rest of them are the rest of them are very hurt. But who's the second one? But Denzel, Ashton Davis played. Oh right, right, right. How did he, how did he? Yeah. I, I I didn't hear his a, name. Well, he, he really he he didn't play. He didn't get really any defensive reps. He was the kick returner. Remember? Right. Don't you remember when you were seeing the play and he got flipped on his ass? Yes. He tried, yes, yes. tried to showboat. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, I I didn't hear his name called very often, so I was like, exactly. okay. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, let's go through this game. Um, we can talk about what pissed us off, which is pretty much all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that bothered me the most about this game is that the Jets actually had a chance. And, yeah. I, and I wouldn't even call it a tease because no one in their right mind would actually think, oh, the Jets maybe have a chance now. No, it was just like, why? Like, put us out of our misery already. Mm. You know, it was 20. I love doing that. It was 21 to 10. And. You thought, okay, there's a two-possession game. Maybe they can get something done. There was like five minutes left in the third quarter, I think. Multiple three and outs in a row. Um, the only reason why the Jets even scored that touchdown with Jamison Crowder was, one, he made a solid play, Jamison Crowder. Um, but, two, the play kind of broke down, and Sam you know, made something happen. But it was, more, missed, it, was more, it was more was Buffalo missing the tackles and their defense like kind of breaking down on that play, and it was just a mistake. It wasn't right. like the Jets player – like it wasn't like the Jets anything to beat Buffalo on that play. Right. So not even that – I mean, like, it, like it, not even that you can look and be like, oh, great, like a 70-yard touchdown from Jameson Crowder. That's something positive. No, I mean, not even that for me. Um, overall, it was just an unmitigated disaster. Um, and – We've been talking about Sam Darnold versus Josh Allen for a long time uh, for good reason. They were drafted in the same draft a couple of picks apart. They're best friends. The Bills are in the Jets division. Apparently, according, I didn't know this, but according to the uh, broadcast on Sunday, they, they even lived right, right down the street from each other. They live right down the street from each other. <laughs> Beautiful Southern California. And that game had me coming away thinking, yeah, Josh Allen is was was way better than Sam Darnold in that game. Do I think he's a better quarterback? Like throwing the ball, making the right plays? Nah, I don't. Not yet. Because when Josh Allen wasn't running, it, it wasn't very impressed. Now, he did go 33 for 46. Usually when you throw 46 times, you're going to have like 500 passing yards. And only had like 300. He cracked, he cracked 300. It was their first 300-yard passer since... Sometime in 2018, I believe was the statistic. So they'd probably, gone like they'd gone like 40 games or something like that. So even earlier than 2018, like without a 300 yard passer. His average, his average pass it was 6.8 yards. That's not very good. Like I, I hate this because this is two Jets fans sitting here being like, "Oh yeah, Josh Allen still stinks." Like Josh Allen outplayed the shit out of Sam Darnold the other day. Josh he, Allen is outplaying Sam Darnold week to week in week any game. Week. Right, you know, yeah, he is. He's a better quarterback right now. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold is right now. I think that Sam Darnold is the better quarterback overall. And like when all, it's all said and done, we're going to be like, oh, Sam Darnold is better than Josh Allen. He's a better thrower, better decision maker, uh, can make more things happen. But right now, Josh Allen is running circles around teams. And the first team he did it to this year was the New York Jets. And, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're a Jets fan. You know, it was awful. It was yeah. awful to watch. I told my dad this weekend, uh, he's like, hey, what did you do? Um, I had one of my friends came over. You know, we're in quarantine, so only one friend over at a time, and especially in, indoors. And this guy lived, you know, this is my, one of my 
oldest friends who lives in the same block as me. And so we watched in the in my basement. We got a two TV set up right now. And I told my dad, I was like, yeah, I got the uh, I got Red Zone on on the left TV, and I got the Jets game on the right. And he's like, wow, that sucks. I'm like, what? Two TV setups? <laughs> he's like, no, the, the fact that the Jets game was the game on, uh, the, the one that you guys watched, that sucks. And he didn't even watch football that day. He like he was busy. He was driving home from the beach Good with my him. mom, and he knew. He didn't even know what the score was. He knew. He's like, yeah. damn, that sucks. Like you had to watch the Jets game, and I'm like, well, you know, I do host a podcast about them, so I have to watch. You know, I but... watch until the, the bitter end. And I'm also a sucker for pain. I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> you know, so I'm obviously going to do this to myself. I hate myself. Clearly, I mean, that, yeah. why else would I watch the Jets at this point? I have yep. friend. I have a buddy who has completely. He was a huge Jets fan when I met him in college. He has completely disassociated himself from the franchise. Good for him, man. Good for him. At this point. And you is, he rooting, is he rooting for another team, or is he just like... No, he's not, just... He, is he like Rob Blow with the NFL hat on? He, he's just he, like, he roots for Saquon Barkley. I mean, I, if he's... Yeah, I can't... Penn State. I can't hate him for that. Penn State, you know? So... Yeah. And he's not rooting for... The, like, he just... he take Every week, he takes Saquon's overs and just roots for Saquon. And, you know, he right. can't... Like, if, the, if he, he were to go to another team... No, he would. I mean, it would be the Jets at some point, but he wouldn't. He said, "I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, I'm not rooting for this team until either the coach is gone, the owners are gone, both." Um, Unless there's drastic changes, which is not going to yeah. happen. No. Um, and we can we can kind of, if you want if we if you want to we can get into that specific topic because I honestly don't think there's much. I mean, Le'Veon got hurt, um, <laughs> which is just fucking grand. Uh, I saw Mackay Becton was on the injury report today with an ankle yeah, injury. Is, yeah, and then uh, and then you have Mims on the course. IR, uh, which happened I think before the game, right? But Mims on the uh, no, no, Le'Veon no, Mims. He got out at the same day. Like him and was, Mims both got added to, yeah, so, uh, to IR. The, the Jets drafted one wide receiver, the thing that they needed the most in the entire draft other than the offensive line, and he is already on the IR. So I mean, just fuck us. Um, <laughs> so Mims on the IR, Le'Veon on the IR. Um, this is a really R-rated podcast, by the way. I'm like dropping good bombs. They don't, they don't deserve us to like hold, hold back from cursing. More PG-13 Fuck. is uh, cursing is not R-rated team. anymore, right? Yeah. Fuck this team. <laughs> Vulgar language like, is, is PG-13. Like put it, like I don't. On paper, if you if, like, if someone were, I said this last week. On paper, if you look at the stat sheet from that game on Sunday. It wasn't the Jets' worst game. It wasn't Sam's worst game. His worst game is still, and will forever be, the seeing ghost game. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's never going to be in dispute. I mean, if it's not, if that's but not, if that's not his worst game, then in his career, then yeah, we got problems. Yeah, we have but massive like, problems. But enough, we saw enough in that game on Sunday that enough people are. I'm not there yet. It's, I mean, it's hard. I and I'm not calling people crazy that they want to tank for Trevor Lawrence. I don't get it. You I get it. it. Trevor Lawrence is amazing. He's I, amazing. I don't. But at I don't the same think. Time, it's like, I don't think that they should give up. Like I get what you're saying. Like I, yeah. To, I mean, this this guy. He's he's gotten a very raw deal in his first two years. The only one who's got a raw deal out of that fucking class is Josh Rosen, and that poor guy's now stuck on a Tampa Bay practice squad. You know, is he? Hold on, let's debate that real quick. Does Josh <laughs> does Josh Rosen have it worse right now than Sam Darnold? Because for me, Josh Rosen is getting paid millions of dollars to be the guy where everyone's like, "Damn, he's getting a raw deal," and you never have to watch <laughs> him play, and he never gets criticized for making poor decisions or making doing anything stupid. You know, 
Whereas maybe. Sam Darnold go gets gets mono, misses four games. They go seven and nine. And if they play those four games, maybe they make the playoffs, right? And yeah. every time he does something stupid, which is seemingly way too often on the field these days, you know, he gets trashed, and rightfully yeah. so. I think the pro- I think a big thing with Sam is that he's been put on a pedestal by the media and by Jet by Jet fans, and actually not just by Jet fans, but by the media at large. They keep like throwing all this praise on him. Colin so Coward. A lot, a lot of it, a lot of it deserved. Dan Orlovsky. You know? Exactly, and so in the minds of either people who hate the Jets or are just looking to you know, I don't know, looking for a punching bag, anything that they can get on poor Sam Darnold, they're gonna di- they're gonna do it. They're gonna pounce right on it. I mean that scene, Ghost Game, the mono. Uh, so, I mean, his first pass in the Sunday, NFL being a pick six. pass in the NFL. Like, people eat that shit up. Because, I mean, the Jets are the Jets, and they're, they're the punching bag for the NFL, along with the Browns, you know, and I guess the Bengals. But Joe Burrow looked pretty good on Sunday, you know. <laughs> like, so who knows what's going to happen there. But it's easy to pile on Sam because he's a Jet, and people are rooting for – Anyone on the Jets to fail, I would say. No, I, I don't understand why, because they've been so fucking bad. So it's, you know, you don't get it. But I don't know. Because now, now it even seems like Jet fans want him to fail. And that, that sucks. I feel for our poor boy, Sam Darn. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, the Jets suck, clearly. And we don't even want to talk about that <laughs> Buffalo game anymore. And so we're going to talk about something even worse. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Even worse, and that was that the owner of the goddamn Jets today gave a vote of confidence to Adam Gase, calling <laughs> him, quote, brilliant. Again. I don't know what to say. He he's, called he's, he's Adam brilliant. Gase brilliant. Let's just brilliant let, let, that offensive mar- mind. let that marinate for a second. Okay. And if you want to, you can Google that, you know, you can you can Google on your own the fact that Adam Gase ranks dead last in the NFL over the last two or three seasons in pretty much every relevant offensive statistic category, like all of his offenses, dating back to the Dolphins. Um, but, yeah, let's call the guy brilliant because Peyton Manning, who I bet is sitting in his fucking castle in Louisiana and New Orleans or wherever the hell he lives these days, is sitting there and laughing his ass off because the Jets beat him in the AFC divisional game that one time. And he hates the Jets, probably. And he was like, yeah, Chris, go for Adam Gase, the guy who did absolutely nothing while I was in Denver. (laughs) I did all the work, but I'm going to give you this asshole, this guy I couldn't stand, and you're going to have to deal with him after he gets fired by the Miami Dolphins of all teams. If there's been one team even less competent than the Jets over the last decade in the AFC, other than the Browns, it has been the fucking Dolphins. The Dolphins are right there. It's the Dolphins. It's Cincinnati. Because Cincinnati, make, you know, they make the playoffs and stuff, but they just never won. But they just like they keep they can't make the playoffs. They they never won. And then yeah, there's Cleveland, then there's Jets, and there's there's Miami and. You know, oh, but wait, people were when he got hired, you know, oh, he made the playoffs that one time. He made the playoffs that one time in Miami. And the next year, then the next year, Ryan Tannehill got hurt. So it's not really his fault. And then the next year, you know, things just kind of didn't go out his way. So I don't know why they fired him. 
You know, the most frustrating part for me is that Christopher Johnson actually admitted he made a mistake today. A billionaire, yeah, was, a, a billionaire admitted that he made a mistake. So why don't you do it again? Right. Admit you made a mistake by hiring Adam Gase. And the mistake that he admitted was that he should have fired Mike McCagnin much earlier. No shit, dude. Welcome to the <laughs> fucking show. Like, holy hell. This is nuts. I mean, we we would be in a lot different, a, a lot different spot if he had fired Mike McCagnin before last year's draft. I feel like we I'm taking have, goddamn crazy pills. Connor. We wouldn't have Quinnen. We wouldn't have Quinnen, and I, and he Quinnen's a whole other bag of cats. Like I I don't know what's going on with him. Like stinks. Another interior stinks. offensive, another interior defensive lineman who is just not very good. Just doesn't do anything. Like the other, the other guys that play on that line are marginally better than him. You know, you know apparently he, uh, McClendon and uh, Shepard and Kyle Phillips. Like these guys are all; those guys are all doing better than he does. Tyler Bachelor, like all these guys. Like, yeah, like Quinn Williams. Apparently, was like top five in the league last week in like some pressure category. <laughs> and I, I read, I, re- I, I read that. And wanted to rip my arms off, just one at a time, and then I bite the other one off. That's that's oh, where no. I'm at. That was I got Leonard Williams. I had PTSD from Leonard Williams right there. And then oh. and then and then the washed up version of of uh yeah and Quinton Copels and oh, Muhammad Wilker Muhammad Wilkerson, Olsen, and like all these guys that just were promised to be like. So much more, and at least in Wilkerson's case, he was good for a while. Then he just gets his extension signed by Mike McCagnin, and then he just decides, "Hey, I got my money. I'm just gonna go gain thirty pounds and just not be productive ever again." Like, why? I just don't get it. Like, why are you? If Mike hiring McCagnin people? was fired before the draft last year. Yeah, we don't have Quinnen. We don't like waste a pick on. We don't don't have like you know we don't waste a pick on like Jakai Polite. Like, there's just we could have Josh Allen. Last year, like, let me ask you that. Like, why do the Jets continuously hire? And the, like, they finally broke that streak with Joe Douglas from the Eagles and the Ravens. But my whole life, they just hire people from other bad franchises. Mm. You know, John Isdick didn't he? Wasn't he from the Jacksonville? The Jacksonville. McCagnin was with Houston. McCagnin was with Houston. Gase is from Miami. Just stop hiring. People from bad teams. <clears throat> like what? What? What's the thought process? The Johnsons may have made billions of dollars selling like hand lotion and baby powder, <laughs> baby oil, baby oil, <laughs> and like baby food and shit. Like, what but makes Christopher? What makes Christopher Johnson qualified to consider Adam Gase? A brilliant offensive mind. What the fuck does Christopher Johnson know about anything other than fucking baby powder? <laughs> no, I think the the. I mean, when people ask why are the Jets particularly dysfunctional, it's the fact that it's it's their organizational structure at its core. The fact that Adam Gase doesn't report to Joe Douglas, and the two of them report directly to Christopher Johnson, that is the part that makes no sense. 
Like, so Joe why- Douglas probably doesn't have the, the power to fire Adam Gase, even if he wants to, which I'm sure at some point he probably, he probably wanted to fire him before he came voice on the, the deal to become the GM. He so, probably wanted Gase gone. So my but. question to you is this, and I don't think you have the answer and nobody might have this answer, but just, you know, you can give your thoughts on it. Why has Connor Hughes or Rich Samini or Brian Costello or, uh, well, not Manish anymore because he doesn't have credentials as, that, as Rich, them? as Samini, as Samini very wonderfully pointed out today on Twitter. And, Con- and Connor Hughes jumped in too. Did he? I didn't see that, but yeah, I know, he, I know he, Kaz he just liked like, it. He was just like, yeah, well, in order to have that, he'd have to have a, a weight. <laughs> <laughs> why, so, but, but why haven't one of these beat writers in their sessions with Christopher Johnson asked Christopher Johnson why the team is structured this way if it hasn't worked yet. Yeah. You I mean you wish you What's the definition? Like, what's, like defi- what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Okay. All right. So I mean I that's, mean you that's... think that it's like a lot of these guys seem like they're gun shy because when it comes to sports, I mean and correct me if I'm wrong here because I know that this is, you know, this is what you were were doing down in Mississippi, but as far as like sports goes, I feel like a lot of the sources that these guys get, it's a lot of them coming from directly from the organization. It's not like they have a source inside the locker room that's like, you know, an attendant in the locker room that overheard a player say this or that. It's like a lot of them just feel like they're gun shy to ask like the really hard questions because they're afraid of getting burned. That's bad that's, journalism. I, that's I, what I listen. Preaching the choir, man. I, like, I, as as a journalist, I am a journalist. We we do this. We are bloggers, but I am also a journalist. Okay, I lived in. I did the whole journalism thing in Mississippi for the last three years. I covered uh, D one collegiate programs, SEC conference USA, every sport you can think of. I covered it. Okay, I've covered political elections. I've been a fucking the vice president. I was in the same room as the vice president. I've interviewed mayors. I've interviewed senators. Okay. I know what I'm talking about here. Good journalism is is you don't give a fuck about your source. Uh, you, you you care about the source if they give you information. You don't you don't really reveal your source ever. Your source is confidential. But you don't sacrifice good journalism for maintaining a sport a source especially in sports. Right. If your your job is to hold people accountable as a journalist. You are the fifth estate. Or the four, the four, the fourth estate. <laughs> we, you are you are yet. the fourth estate. Sorry, fifth estate. <laughs> I'm, I've been watching too much. Uh, what is it? The the fifth uh, the fifth element or whatever. The the science fiction movie. Yeah, yeah. I watched that the other day. That's why I got that. <laughs> you are the fourth estate. You are maintain right, but like I guess yeah. the, not no, sports story, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. You are the check. And the balance, the checks and balances for the owners, the billionaire owners, the players, you hold them accountable. All right, if you lose a source, so be it. But you're covering an incredibly dysfunctional organization. It's time to ask the right questions. Right. It's time to ask why things are being run the way they're being run if things continuously are being poorly run. And yes, I'm telling you, beat writers, Connor Hughes and Rich Samini and Brian Costello, you know, I'm sorry if this kills a source of yours, but your job is to hold people accountable. And maybe your argument can be your, your their argument is going to be, well, it's very hard to hold people accountable, and it's hard to do my job correctly. 
when I don't have the sources necessary to break the right news. No, you just want to be first. That's a cop out. That's a cop That's out. A cop out. Yeah. Hold hold them accountable. And we we shit on Manish all the time, right? But yeah. one thing that Manish actually does do, and besides riding the dick of of the Jets and his sources all the time, <laughs> you know, for like things, he's like, oh, like he does the wrestling gifs. He's like, oh, you're gonna love this Adam Gase guy. Right, like he rides hard for the Jets. He's clearly a Jets fan, but also when he sees bullshit, he tries to call it out. And sometimes he just completely misses the mark because he's Manish, you know. Yeah. But at least the guy puts that effort in. And you know, I will give Connor Hughes some credit there too that he does do that on a, on, a, on occasion where he right. calls out shit, shit that he, when he sees it. But this is different. This is very different. Yeah. For some reason, can you name? I mean. Maybe we, maybe you can, but I can't name a single other NFL team where the the coach reports to the owner directly instead of the GM. No, nah, I mean I couldn't answer. I could tell you like you know another organization, like another team's like organizational structure. But every time I mention something like that to a fan of another team, they're like, yeah, their 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 minds are blown that the fact that that that's a thing. And they're like, what? You know, like, why does it's that- already strange? It's already weird enough that when McCagman got fired, that you know the whole house wasn't cleaned out or like rather when Todd Bowles got fired, that McCagnan didn't go with him. Right. You know, that was already strange enough because normally an entire new administration is, should come in at the same time, not ones that are paired together. That's where we are. You know, you, at this point, as far as Gase goes, if things don't change and, and, the, the, the fact that we're having a conversation that sounds like a week 12 conversation after week one, it just shows you how bad. No, it's week 18. It might as well be. Yeah. Like. Because it's the same shit as last year. It's literally the same exact shit. It's the same conversation we have it every single year, you know? And we said it before last season. We said it before this season. It's. At this point, Adam Gase, Dowell Loggins, who's the quote-unquote quarterback's coach. Like Connor Hughes pointed it out really well. There's that play that Brian Bell, uh, how do you say his last name? Brian Baldinger? Baldy breakdowns? Baldy, yeah. It's, there's the play. It's the, the one that, uh, you know, that was glaring to everyone watching the game. That didn't, it, we, we didn't see exactly how bad it was until uh, Brian Baldinger actually broke it down on Twitter. It's the one where Sam's running in the backfield, getting chased, and instead of just throwing the ball away, he just runs out of bounds. Like and he five had Crowder. Six yards yeah. And he had Crowder. There's not a guy for like within like ten yards. He had him. It was either Crowder or Herndon, but I think you I think you're right. It might have been Crowder. But he it had was him. Crowder. It was Crowder. Yeah. He had him. And that's a throw Sam makes and has made. Like it's not like it's not like a throw that it's like it would have been tough for him to make. He can make that throw. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do it. And it was just like it's. This, these are the kinds of mistakes. And his interception too, where he was like feeding feet aren't planted. He's like throwing over his body. These are rookie mistakes that we kept making excuses for his rookie year. We made excuses for him, kind of through last year too. That were just like, yeah, these are rookie mistakes. He's a young guy. He's a young guy. Oh, he's getting used to a system. He's getting used to a system, et cetera, et cetera. This is year three. You know. Granted, it was week one of year three, with no preseason or, or real no preseason, and no like no like real like scrimmages or like you know practices yeah against like other teams. Sure, but all these other teams, thirty-one other teams in the NFL came to play 
on Sunday. Fact of the matter is, the Jets didn't. Mm-hmm. Fact of the matter is, the Jets didn't. And where's that? And where does that where does that lead back to? Adam Gase. That Adam coach, Gase. the coaching staff, everyone on the staff, even to a degree, Greg Williams. Granted, he made he did what Greg Williams does, and he adjusted at halftime. He did what he could. He did what he could. But guess what? After the first half, you know, when they were like all over the place and the defense gave up 21 points, they went back out and they gave up. They didn't let up any more touchdowns, you know? Right. They gave up They gave up six points. Granted, it could have been 12, but the Bills kicker missed two field goals. But he shut up. He, he did what he could and he contained the Bills offense. And that's the sign of a guy that knows what he's doing. So let he's me ask made, you this. You know? Me, Adam Gase obviously doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, but that's something we've talked about ad nauseum at this point. We're going to continue to talk about it. And let me ask you this. As, as we've learned today, you know, Christopher Johnson knows a whole lot, a lot about football. <laughs> so at one point, does this football mind, you know, realize what the rest of the football world has realized that Adam Gase is a bad football coach? And at what, like, what? I think I mentioned last week I was setting the over under at six games on this podcast. Maybe I said that in our group text instead. I'm no, not... I, think, I think you said six last week. Are we sticking to that? No. Do we, do we, do we think that he makes this... six games or does he, is he, oh, or do... I think, he, I think he makes it because what's our, what's the Jets buy this year? I think it's like 10 or 11. Um, Um, it's between the it's like the Dolphins, so it's oh, it's right, yeah. It's it's uh, it's the week of like the twenty first or twenty second, like of November, November. of November. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think he makes. I think if and he's shown that he has a particular disdain for us, but if God decides to smile on us at some point over the course of this season. He's going by, I would say, hopefully week eight, week nine. That's me being extremely optimistic. Wait, who? Who? Adam Gase. No, Adam Gase. You, you mentioned you mentioned God. Yeah. <laughs> you think you think God gives a fuck about us? I feel like uh, you ever You're, see blood. You ever see Blood Diamond with yes. Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes. He's just like God left this place a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And he, he left MetLife Stadium in Florin Park a long time there's ago. There's a there's a reason I'm not a very religious person. And, Same here. <laughs> and and it and it rhymes with Ets. That's take, a, could it be Jets? Could it be Mets? Take yeah, your pick. <laughs> yeah, take your fu- pick your fucking poison. Um yeah, so I mean I guess that's our rant on uh Yeah. I mean we can only hope that that and I, I was saying it to you and some of the other guys from Gotham today. We can hope if he if he does get if Adam Gates does get fired mid season, more than likely Greg Williams would become the interim head coach. The only <laughs> if he's gone, sure, great. You know, maybe the Jets gain some self respect. They ain't coming close to, you know, a respectable season with the schedule they have, and if that's the team that they're fielding every week. I just want improvement. It ain't happening. I just and want. I just want to see Sam improve week to week. I want. I want what the Giants fans have right now with Daniel Jones, which is yeah. a little, which is hope because I had a lot of hope with Sam Darnold, and it's it's fading fast. It is. It's fading fast. All right. Um, speaking of fading fast, the season is fading fast, and that's because <laughs> their fucking schedule is the third hardest in the NFL, and it doesn't get any easier this week with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 
I made a I made a joke on Twitter today. A, a rarity, I know. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's what I that's what that's all I got these days. Gotta fire these tweets off. And what I said is this. I said, if I can find it, no Richard Sherman, no Debo Samuel, probably no Kittle. The 49ers are begging the Jets to upset them this week. 42 to 10, San Francisco. (laughs) That is what's going to happen. Does not matter who the 49ers put out there. Raheem Mostert is going to have like 250 total yards. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw for like, like 200 yards and he's going to be like eight of nine. And and every, every (laughs) pass is going to be like 60 yards. They're going to destroy, they're going to destroy the Jets. Um, Now, I mean, they have a lot of guys like Jason Verrett's injured uh, and Kella Witherspoon, George Kittle, Richie James, no Sherman, no Debo. uh, But the Jets are also super injured. Maybe no for Avery Williamson. We'll see. Makai Becton, he should be fine. I think um, he'll play. I think he'll be right. okay. Let me look up the full injury report. Um, let's see. So Jets. Let's see who's out. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. And then 49ers. Uh, wow, they don't even have Sherman on the injury report on ESPN, which they definitely should have that. Um, mm. But... Yeah, sure. No Sherman, no Kittle, no Debo. Uh, oh, it's because he's on the IR, so he's not on like the injury. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so even with these injuries, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. The Jets are seven point dogs at home now. Home and away, this doesn't matter this year. Doesn't matter this year. Right. Um, they're seven point dogs. Uh, right now, sixty one percent of the field is taking the Forty Niners. Uh, Jets. Are, can't, 40, I can't believe it's that low. 49ers are minus 320 on the money line. Uh, if you have a survivor pick, you know, hammer it. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe save the 49ers, but maybe don't because they didn't look that great last week. Maybe the Cardinals are just really, really good. Um, but you know, there's always a Super Bowl hangover for both teams that make it. And maybe this is, you know, maybe they, they got a really tough division. Maybe this is the a down year for the 49ers. They're not going to go. What they would go last year? Like 13 and three. They're not yeah. going to, they're not going to do that again. So maybe this is your survivor pick. Cause you guarantee it's guaranteed that the 49ers are going to be the jets this week. Pretty, pretty much. Um, and yeah, spoiler alert. That's our prediction. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Who do you think let up more yards last week? The jets or the 49ers? Frankly, you're asking me that. <laughs> Is you're you're kind of making me think that the Jets somehow put up more yards than them? If you're, if you're asking no, no, me that, let up, let up. Oh, more let yards. up! I thought you said, "Oh God, we let up more yards." Uh, okay, so I'm gonna have to say that the Jets let up more yards. They let up the exact same amount of yards. Get out of here! Get out of town! They both let up 410 yards, which is <laughs> a lot. Is a lot for that 49ers defense. It is. Um, one thing I'm very so we we can talk about this. I'll give you something I'm interested to see this week. You can follow up with what you think is going to be interesting to see. Um, and, you know, other than Sam Darnold, maybe being good again, we'll see. I'm, I'm very excited to watch Mekhi Becton go up against uh, Nick Bosa. Um, yeah. Agreed. This is it. I mean, this is – we. He, he looked very good last week against Hughes. He let up one sack. It was a covered sack, everything else. I mean, he was pancaking people. It was awesome. We got yeah. a uh, – um, a couple of video. I think Baldinger did a video on Becton. 
I think. Yeah. Or somebody did a video on him. It was great. Um, I'm very excited to see how he goes up against this vaunted pass rush because it's a very good pass rush. Uh, and if he if he does well, I mean, then I'll be like, all right, this kid's the real deal because Nick Bosa is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm willing to stake my claim early, not claim, but stake my opinion early on on Becton, depending on how he does in this game, because uh, he's not probably he's probably not going to face a better pass rusher the entire rest of the season. Um, mm. Maybe Joey Bosa against the Chargers. Aaron Donald. <laughs> oh, they're playing the Rams. No, he's not going <laughs> to face Aaron Donald probably. Yeah, but you you never know. I mean, these things happen. But probably you're probably you're probably right. Miles Aaron. Garrett. Um, yeah, Miles Garrett maybe. Um, Wow, he gets Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett back to back weeks. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, why? What are you looking forward to for this game, if anything I, at all? I, I, no. I mean, I, I, we'll put it this way. I'm gonna be sitting down. I'm gonna be coming back from the shore on Sunday morning. I'm going down there this weekend. Sunday morning, I'm gonna roll back into my apartment. I'm gonna sit down on the couch. I'm gonna be angry because I have to watch the Jets. You're gonna put the gun in your mouth. You're gonna, cry, you're, gonna, you're, gonna you're gonna cry a little bit and then Contemplate, put it down. Contemplate, think, think, think. Um, no, but I I would agree. I I'm very excited to see what Beckton can do again against you know because the Bills have a good defense too. They have a great pass rush. So the fact that Beckton. Oh, hey, remember Adam Beckton, Adam Gase made sure today to to let everybody know that yeah. Oh, hey, he goes hey. Uh, Finally, somebody acknowledges that the Bills have a top five defense. Hey, oh, why don't you stop dude. making fucking excuses, you piece of shit? That's another. I, I will. I will. I'm gonna give Sam a lot of credit there. Uh, a lot of the beat writers are pointing it out too. He always takes. He's always accountable. Always. He's never saying. He's. He's always saying. You know, it's. I wasn't seeing it. I should have made those throws. It's my mistake. And Gates always does shit like that, where he's like, he's like, just shifting the blame in another direction. But. I don't want to talk about him anymore. This Sunday, looking forward to Beckton, seeing what he can do. George Fant too. He had a pretty good. He had a pretty decent game as well. The offensive um, line. I don't know how much you care about PFF grades, no, but I, they graded I, out I, pretty solidly. They did. I mean, if, uh, granted, yes, one game against good against a very good defense. So they. I mean, the bar is set very low compared to the last two years, but uh-huh. they were they were pretty good. Other than that, I'm looking to see Marcus May. I want to see him ball out again. Yeah. You know? Two sacks, uh, forced fumble, two tackles for loss. Like he was all over the place. He it looked. He looked. It Jamal Adams. It wasn't Jamal Adams level. No, it was but, honestly, in my opinion, he I mean, was. He was. The, he looked that good. He was everywhere. He looks the part. Now, obviously, we're gonna need to see a little bit more from him before we throw him into what Jamal Adams was doing. Um, Balled out. <laughs> but Seattle. but Greg Williams. When you have a certain type of player at the safety position doing the job that Greg Williams wants him to do, I mean, he looked great, like legitimately great, like Pro Bowl, great, at like top 100 in the NFL, great. That's how good he looked. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Marcus May also. Bless Austin. Um, be interesting to see Just how more, he deals with, uh, yeah, you know. More, more good tackling from him. Yeah, yeah. Things, um, things of that nature, but I mean, I, I, I just, I would, and I really want to, I want to see a bounce back game from Sam more, more than anything else. Is that, yeah. that's what I want to see, and I think that's what all Jet fans want to see. It's not going to be easy for him. 
I mean, you're not going into a game against the Giants <laughs> where it's like the Giants defense, you know, ain't good. He's not going into a game where he could have a little bounce back game like that. He's going from one good defense to another good defense. Yep. So if he can bounce back and he can have a good game, you know, great. You know, he doesn't make any, he doesn't make many mistakes. You know, he, uh, he throws a couple touchdowns, you know, doesn't turn the ball over maybe, you know. Uh, by the way, shout out Leonard Williams with that coverage sack. Good, good <laughs> stuff, dude. Oh, we're New York's official shitting on Leonard Williams podcast. And soon to be <laughs> Quinn Williams. Um, yeah, I mean, congrats on your coverage sack, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Connor, you got anything else? Because I'm just so done talking about this team this week, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I don't. It's. I wish I could say Sunday is going to be like a quote unquote test, but we know we know what this team is. We know what they are. The amount of injuries they have. Like, did I mention anything last week about eating a shoe if they beat somebody? <laughs> I know I did, but who? Which, should we just make that a weekly thing where like I'll eat a shoe? Jesse eats a shoe if, if the Jets win. if, they, if win. they beat the Niners. <laughs> yeah, it won't be it won't be every um week because like Niners would be a good team to do it against. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll eat something yeah bad if the Jets lose to the On Niners. air. I don't know if it'll be a shoe. Yeah, on air. They'll they'll hear me chewing on leather. Very great, great radio. Alright, folks. Uh that's all we got for you. Um if you want to listen to any of the other podcasts. Uh, you can go to, on the Gotham Sports Network podcast network. You can go to GothamSN.com. You can find all these podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and uh, Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. I always, I always, always forget, forget Spotify. One. You always I, forget one. It's usually Spotify. I just don't <laughs> use Spotify. Um, Connor, any last words? I got, I got nothing. I don't like this team. The only reason I'm still talking about him is because I like talking to you every week. So <laughs> that's friendship right there, folks. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for you. I hope you're not too miserable watching this team this weekend because I know I will be. So I, I got enough misery for all of us. Don't worry. Exactly. Peace.